To not the bees horror podcast. You laugh every single time. Ruth, <laughs> I say that. It's nerves. It's nerves. <laughs> the show where a trio of terrors get together to talk about a trio of terrors. What that means is that we have a long list of subgenres within the horror um, Genre. world. We each pick a movie within that subgenre, and then we make each other watch those movies, and we discuss. Sometimes it's a bloodbath of disagreement and other times it is a splatterfest of <laughs> I'm running out of shit, uh, shit descriptions I love it I love it when you prepare sometimes we just get on yeah yeah actually I did prepare I didn't read that off but sometimes it's as electric as Frankenstein bringing his monster to life oh other times, it's a bloodbath of opinions that could put Jason to shame. Mm. Oh. Nice. <laughs> there yeah. we go. That's more, that's more what I'm talking about. Read your notes. They're good. <laughs> there we go. I know. <laughs> Have you, was, hey, all along, you've just had like really coherent notes and you've just chosen not to read them. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I am your host, Justin Crane, and as always, I'm joined by a couple of my movie maniacs in the shape of Ruth McPhee. Hello. And Mark Boomer Williams. Hello. How you all doing? Doing good. Doing good. Don't have COVID anymore. This is this is going to be a weird podcast because we had to reschedule because I had COVID. And, and then I had COVID. Yeah. Justin. But we're both better. Just I now. have not had COVID uh, for a while. <laughs> You've had it enough though. In I've had it enough, yeah. I feel like inside my head, my voice isn't my normal voice. So I don't know if... If it sounds normal to the outside world, is that because of the argument that the voice you hear inside your head is technically not your own? Head well, voice? but it's, it's the actual it's the reverberation of it inside your ear. It's even more different, I think. Yeah. But we'll see. I heard the other day that some people uh, who, when they vocalise things within their own heads, mm -hmm. they don't actually have a voice for it. In fact, they were shocked at other people saying they do have a voice. Mine, mine's got a voice. Are these sociopaths? I think so, but. As in what they don't, it's not in, um, it's not linguistic, it's just like sh um, images or something. Or there's just no... Just no sound, I think. Oh. They just, I guess they, they picture the words, but no, no actual... Yeah. Like if I'm thinking... Wow, that is interesting. Uh, yeah, if I'm, if I'm talking in my head, I guess it's, it's got my voice. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you're, so, I suppose some, I spend a lot of time thinking about work conversations which is very boring, but then I'm, I suppose then it's the voices of work people because you're like, I wonder what will happen if I say this thing at work and then someone will do this. <laughs> Occasionally I'll narrate, but it might not be my voice. You narrate what you're doing. Oh, Boomer is just off to the shops today. Not as I wish he did do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I probably have done that, but yeah, sometimes like, you know, you just like... You go off on one and it's not your voice for variety's sake. Like, like maybe it's Morgan Freeman. <laughs> No. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm going to think who I can get to narrate my life. 
in my head. I'm going to think of a good person. I don't know if it would always be Morgan Freeman, because Nick Offerman would probably be my choice. But I maybe I would probably want a, a British accent to do it. There was a meme a while ago that um, pretty much that you, whatever you write down and stuff, if you put a picture of Morgan Freeman <laughs> next to it, you'll read whatever's written down in his voice. He's got <laughs> such a good voice, though. He does have a very good voice. And also, I apologise saying British accent, because that's fucking ridiculous, because <laughs> I would like it with my accent. <laughs> not British, because that's, you know, not even a country. Could be David Tennant. Scottish. Exactly, yeah. That's what, that's what I mean. It could be it could be Anthony Hopkins. Oh, that would be lovely. Is he? I do like his voice. But it would be the voice of Hannibal Lecter, Anthony Hopkins. Actually, I would have Mads Mickelson doing Hannibal Lecter. Oh, that's fucking As good. my yeah, yeah. narrating I want, yeah, voice. Yeah, I want that now. Really? I want that too. Yeah. I feel like I'd just feel much more clever if Mads Mickelson doing Hannibal was do you think narrating my life. <laughs> I'd be, too, I'd, there <laughs> I'd be too busy just swooning nonstop. <laughs> I absolutely love Mads Mikkelsen. He's my favourite Hannibal Lecter. Me too, actually. Oh, I was expecting yeah. some bite back from that. No, no, I no, think he's no, great. He's very good. Excellent. He's, to be fair, he's had more chance to develop the role. Very true, very true. Right. Right. Um, just before we dive in, we should say that our spoilers abound uh, as we do talk about the movie. So if you haven't seen any of the movies... That we're talking about uh, i suggest uh, well you don't know what they are yet but i would suggest jump on our instagram have a look at what we're looking at this week this mm-hmm. month um and uh have a look check them out because there's a reason we picked them yep. usually, <laughs> usually. <laughs> sometimes it's not a very good reason no and so let's jump into this month's subgenre which is port manteau <laughs> Oh, that sounded, that sounded really nice. <laughs> I always thought it was uh, portmanteau. I thought there was an extra syllable, but it's not. It's portmanteau, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Apparently, it comes from like the French for suitcase. Although, then I looked up the word for suitcase, and it's nothing like portmanteau. Well, this is flawed. It feels it, doesn't it? <laughs> this sounds flawed. My research much. has been questionable. <laughs> um, uh, for all you heathens out there, anthology will do. That's, there was, I did I did see that there was one disagreement between what a portmanteau horror is and an anthology horror, meaning that Tell some me. some douches feel that they're different things. Well, I'm well. One of the picks this week, actually, I was like, to me, this doesn't have an element that I would expect from a portmanteau. So, or but maybe I'm thinking of anthology, so we can come to it, I suppose. So I think and port, see. I think portmanteau has to have. Which way around is it? One of them. Has to have a framing device. Yeah, that's what doesn't. I was thinking. I find the framing device crucial. Yeah, so just just to run down, like an anthology, oh yeah, portmanteaus, I think. Oh, you did some history. I did do some history. Oh, nice. But now I've now confused myself because now I don't remember which way. I like, like, I write notes rather than like a full yeah, yeah, yeah. thing. Can't remember which way around they are because I've not done a fantastic job on that. Um, but basically, anthology horror, as a sort of description, is a number of self-contained tales, usually but not essentially linked by a framing device. Okay. So you will have some that will and others that won't. Usually they do. I think more often than not they do. Even amongst our picks, they mostly do, mm-hmm. but mine doesn't. Um, would anyone like to guess what the first portmanteau? Whenever we say, let's just make this easier. Whenever we say portmanteau or anthology, we mean the same thing on yeah. this tonight. Yes. We're we, not so refined, are no, we? We're not that refined. Any guesses to what the first one was? Oh, um, is it from the sixties? It's from nineteen nineteen. 1919. That's the first portmanteau slash anthology film, Ooh. but not necessarily a horror. Okay. So there is a strict, straight up horror one. 
Mm-hmm. So I have two answers, though. The, the original portmanteau, the original portmanteau horror. I would imagine there was something like, like a a Grimm Brothers reimagining or, or something like um, Grimm Fairy Tales. There's or, a there's a German silent film uh-huh. called. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to splice this together. Is it Grimmen? Unheimlich Geschichten. Uncanny something, that means. Ah. Unheimlich is the uncanny. Ah, okay. So it's un- uncanny something. Okay. Probably like uncanny stories or something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Let's, let's call it that. And, um, but as it's a horror podcast, the first horror portmanteau, any guess? From 1945. Is it something to do with Tales from the Crypt? Dead of Night. Oh, yes, with the uh, the dummy, the ventriloquist's dummy, I one, think is in Dead of Night. Cool. Uh, yeah, so basically, the, the despite them existing that long ago, they didn't really sort of rise to fame until the 60s. So like, when it gets to the 60s, Amicus really took It was a bonanza, them. wasn't it? They fucking loved them, because Hammer obviously were like ruling the British horror market at the time. And Amicus's kind of way in was to start making those ones. So the first of which was Dr. Terror's House of Horror. Yep. Which I won in a pub in Leighton Buzzard once as a prize on Halloween. Which what, was, you won Dr. Well, Terror. Oh, the DVD. <laughs> not, not his actual House of no, Horror. No, I won the DVD. <laughs> that was, um, that, that was a you good one. You won for a different horrible story to happen to you every day for the just, next month. Just living in, <laughs> just living in Leighton Buzzard basically just says that really. <laughs> Would you go see a doctor called Dr. Terror? (laughs) (laughs) Um, For your ailments? I would, but I don't know if he also lived in a house of horror. (laughs) I think it's maybe too far. I wonder what his specialism is. (laughs) Yes, that was like 1965. After that, we got things like House That Drip Blood, Tales from the Crypt. Um, I forgot, there's another... Tales That Witness Madness with Donald Pleasance. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. There's always a revival in the 80s as well. They kind of phased off as, as like, Hammer and Amicus started to, like, phase off. But then in the 80s, it comes back with, like, a kind of, like, a new generation of them with, like, Tales from the Hood and Body Bags. If you remember Body Bags with John Carpenter as the Creepkeeper style creep, dude. Creep Show as well. Creep Show, yep. I guess. Oh, no, so it was 90s for Tales from the Hood and Body Bags. The Creep Show was not 80s. Do you think that, um, I'm just thinking, a lot of the times they would have, the Amicus ones, they have kind of one bigger star... And I wonder yeah. if it was a way of doing a film as well, so you could have like a big recognisable name, but you didn't have to pay them as much. So you're like, you're only yeah. going to be in it for like 20 minutes. <laughs> so we don't need to pay you full whack, but then you can go, you know, Christopher Lee's in this or um, mm. Donald Pleasance. Uh, Almost certainly. Such yeah. such. I mean, cause like, even in, I think it is Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, you've got... Um, there's some amazing cast yeah. in it. There's uh, Doctor Who was in one of them. Um, I can't remember which Doctor <laughs> Who it was. Tom Baker? Tom Baker. He was an artist, I think. Um, Joan Collins is in one of the um, Tales That Witness Madness ones. Is that the one Listen. Is that the one that turned sort of into Black Christmas with Santa Claus? That's no. Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt. The original Tales from the Crypt. Mm. And then, then, the, the things like, then it also, like, it kind of branches out after because you've got things like the Tales from the Crypt TV series as well. Like, so it kind of... Yeah, where they're also like portmanteaus, but within a TV Tales series. Tales from Dark well. Side is very good. As Tales well. from Dark Side, yeah. There's 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 loads of different ones, and they've had especially a really big. They've got massive, like in the last like, I don't know if it's since VHS. Mm. There's been mm. a big resurgence of them since then when they started doing those, where like loads of little ones. And one of the things I like about that is it allows like 
cheaper things to be made and released to a mass market. Exactly, so, yeah. Like, VHS was brilliant for that, because you'll have, as with all anthology horror, or Portmanteau, or whatever, you'll always have some shit ones in there. But you know it's going to be over soon. Yeah, exactly. So you're just like, you'll stick <laughs> with it, watch it, and then wait for the next one. And the next one might be absolutely brilliant. And that, that then short film might then give a director, mm. some young director, the chance to helm something big because now they've got their kind of like... I like, themselves. I like the trend of having different directors doing different sections because yeah. absolutely, I think it means you can have maybe a really well-known name but they can say, oh, actually, I'd like to work with these up-and-coming directors mm. and it gives them a platform to do something new and get noticed. Definitely. I mean, there's loads of... There's loads of them about these days. You can't, you can't stop seeing them. Right. <laughs> Can't stop it. Another one I've noticed, it's quite good for, it goes back to your point as well, Ruth, like um, seasonal ones tend to do it quite a lot. Yeah. Because you have like, you know, a Christmas one or a... Holidays. Just holidays, yeah, holidays in general. And the reason I think for that is because, A, it's hard to make 90 minutes out of them. So that they're just, if they're just like that, you can just, oh, just make, As we just found with four. our Christmas films, most of which were about 80 minutes long. Yeah, it's tough You're to struggling make. to fill those out. Yeah, they really are. So... Having things like that, and again, like, you know, you don't have to pay as much for people because, like, you can have, like, a big star in a little bit, or you can just, like, you've got half an hour's worth of ideas. I think there's things as well, definitely, where, especially in the sort of horrors well-known for short short films, Mm. basically, to create those, you know, YouTube sensations, like, Mm. they can be absolutely brilliant, that then they get expanded into a full movie, and it's just, they just lose something. It's like that short film becomes, what, like, one scene... Within I think it, and most most up, uh, uh, if I'm honest, pretty shit. I think uh, the same are, with um, them, gems out there. like yeah. short horror stories, like Stephen King short stories. He's obviously written hundreds and hundreds, and um, almost the, the you don't have to have a, a closure or a um, a kind of neatly wrapped up story, do you, with a short story? And I think it's the same with a short film or like what these little segment films in the anthologies, because you can just basically have like a payoff or almost like a punchline. Mm. At the right, and that's the end of that story. You don't have to be like, oh, and neatly tie everything up. And here's what happened to the characters afterwards. It's just like, bam, there's your end. And I like that because I think it's um, you can get, especially for horror, you can get a really kind of effective, like a chill or a shock or something like that, Mm. which you maybe don't have so much with a feature length film. Yeah, I agree. I really like that point. Yeah, that's about all I've got. Really, I haven't got loads of this. That was good. Liked it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, should we, should right. Let's move on. Uh, Boomer's got in charge of the tri die. Oh, uh, so let's see who's going to go first with their choice. Oh, it's rolling. Two. 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 Oh, that's quite a good start, actually, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I into think. It. So I have gone quite old school, back to the uh, the days of Amicus and their bonanza of of uh, portmanteau films, and I have picked Asylum. From 1972. Yeah, good choice. Good Thank choice. you. Um, and I think this was probably one of the first anthology horror films that I ever saw. And I saw it when I was quite young. And it made a big impression on mm. me. So despite the many, many, many that I've seen since, since then, I felt like I had to stick to my kind of original, the original impact of Asylum, watching Asylum as a young person. Nice. Yeah. I love. I'm big, I, I was. I was very surprised when I d- did like a, when I was doing the research. I looked up loads of like top ten anthology films and stuff, or Portmanteau or whatever. And it wasn't in many of them, and I was really shocked about that. I think of of those old Amicus ones. I think it's one of the best that I've seen. But then, is it just that I have this nostalgic attachment to it? I don't know. I think it's a bit of both. I think it is better than most. I think it's more consistent throughout it. 
it's not perfect. I, I wouldn't. Some, quite, I really have some stuff to say about one of them. I'd quite, <laughs> yeah, I'd quite like to go through um, all of the Amicus films and cherry pick, yeah, the best one of, just, of each one and make. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know, but, <laughs> but no, I, I guess part of it is to watch, watch it all and yeah. suffer. You can't, you, can't, you can't, you can't really appreciate the highs without some lows. Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess so. Um, I love so the the framing story of Asylum. I think is is absolutely classic as well yeah. i love this idea of uh, so a, a young young psychiatrist goes to an asylum and it's like the classic old creaking kind of english building lots of stories and weird architecture and things like that uh the very dramatic music i've been reliably informed is um night on bald mountain Oh, Ooh. apparently, um, and it's it. There was so it does say there's a composer for the film, but I think he's mainly recycled classical, dramatic classical sort of stuff. Has he made it legally distinct? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Not, oh, even, not that. even that. Um, I mean, that that's fair enough. Because I mean, I mean that get, that gets used all the time. Yeah, like yeah. Mike, Michael Kamen gets credited for Die Hard when it's mainly Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> so I think yeah. Um, I, I guess you're more like the musical director than. The Maybe composer, perhaps. Yes, like a um, what's his what's his name? He does like everything in Hollywood involved these days. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. He's a country singer. I don't know. Is he? Yeah. Let's move on. Remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so he goes to this asylum, meets the the kind of head doctor there, um, and the doctor says this is an uh, asylum for the incurably insane, um, and then sets this 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 hilarious job interview challenge, which is like um, <laughs> the. <laughs> If it, the the older uh, head has has gone mad, apparently the head doctor's previous doctor has gone mad. So he's like, if you can tell which ones, is this right? Am I remembering yeah, yeah, this right? It, yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I had a sudden COVID doubt. Um, if you can tell uh, which is him or her, uh, then you can have the job. And I was like, well, that's an unusual job interview, but I like it. Yeah, I, I like your style. As a um, psychiatrist, it's a, great, it's a great one. Like, how good, how good really are you? And then that forms the framing, uh, the framing device, which comes through the whole film back again. And then the kind of last story is set back in the confines of the asylum. So I love the, I love I, anything in an asylum. I'm all for it. Yeah, <laughs> into it. Yeah. yeah, really, really liked it. Yeah. Um, have you guys seen it before? Was this your first? I, watch? I had seen it. Before. Yeah, I've seen it before. So this was I think I've seen pretty much all the um I can't remember for fuck's sake. <laughs> I've seen all the ab- I want to say Am- Abacus. Am- Amicus. Abacus, I keep a- wanting Amicus. to say Amicus, yeah. Jesus. Yes, um I'm pretty sure I've seen most uh, most, if not all of those. I've at least seen all I think there may be one or two I've missed, but yeah. I, I they must be rubbish. But no, it was a lovely uh it was pretty much as soon as um um can't even fucking remember his name. It's right in front of me. Uh, Robert Powell. That's it. I, was, I, I nearly asked you earlier. Like, as soon as Robert Powell Robert turns up, it's like, oh, yes. Here we go. <laughs> it all floods back. Um, yeah, and I think, so were we going to do slightly different categories for these? The, Should we start with that? Yeah, so the new, let's do the first, the, the, the brand new segment, especially for this episode, one time only, the best segment, a.k.a. The Grail. The Grail. So the Grail. Now, I did, I do laugh at this segment I laughed out loud when I rewatched it but <laughs> I did so this is from watching this as a child this is the thing that I remember and I feel like I can't get away from how much I love it uh, and it is the first segment frozen fear that's called um 
And that is the story of a philanderer who um, is cheating on his wife. He cuts oh, her up. <laughs> I do like the fact you're using language from the early 1970s. He's a philanderer. And as soon as he comes on, he's got like a colourful neckerchief. And you're like, he's a philanderer. I can tell by his neckerchief. Um, the, free- the chest freezer already, you're like, well, who's got a chest freezer? Only murderers. So that's another sign. Well, I mean... <laughs> My parents have a yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to have to look at my parents' <laughs> side eye next time. Um, and uh, he kills his wife, cuts her up with an axe, and then... Um, of course, she does win show, doesn't she? But she's, she's a whinger. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, his wife is into voodoo, uh, which is like very casually dropped in earlier in the story. <laughs> Um, and she and and he wraps her up in these crinkly packages. Lovely wax paper. I love the crinkly paper <laughs> yeah. uh, and ties it up with bits of string. And it's like hilariously accurate to the shape of a torso. They're so, they're, they're so well done. He, he is the fucking best at wrapping. He's so up. good. I bet, I bet you his Christmas presents look flawless. Absolutely. Having having watched this very soon after Christmas, and, yeah, and uh, <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Trying like, to wrap yeah. irregularly shaped things, and you're just like, for fuck's sake, and you're just he, like he, folding he, it. However, he and, even does the fingers. Yeah, Each very good. finger individually wrapped. <laughs> he spent so much time on it. It's like, surely you need to do this job quite quickly. Yeah, his priority. Like bin bags. Yeah, um, yeah exactly. And then, um, and then the the pieces, like the hand comes wiggling across the floor to get him and the torso is wiggling around and um, he gets chucked in the freezer. The girlfriend turns up and then the hands come crinkling towards her as well and the torso across the floor and then she goes mad and goes to the asylum and i i know it's absurd and it's but i really love it so that's my favorite i think uh, yeah i that was my favorite out of the thing one thing out of all these asylum ones what, what i found interesting looking into it when i was watching it i was like did Roald Dahl write all these <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is this essentially uh tales of the unexpected um you know but a few years before but reading into it do you know who actually wrote them no Paul? Uh, a man called Robert Block. Oh, did who, he write Psycho? He did write Psycho. Oh. Yes. So yes. Ah. So they're all uh, they're all extra st- uh, short stories from him. Oh, interesting. One thing is this the one where like, has she got a scar on her face after it? Uh, no. Because she, because of her questionable the, when the, when the hand is coming at her. She has to oh, get yeah, rid of it with an axe. Oh yeah, she hacks her own face with an axe. Doesn't it's she? It's a really yes. questionable method of yeah. doing it. I would have like turned around. And yeah. gone for it. Rather she than, was already going mad at that stage. I but think. wanging an axe at your own <laughs> face, it's, a, it's like, just you deserve that. But I think, actually, I think the effects are pretty good. They were. I did uh, like them considering, a lot, and I know it. I lo- I kind of love the absurdity of it, and the fact that you're like, oh my god, I'm going to be killed by a crinkly bit of paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, they weren't going that fast, were they? You could have you could have gone upstairs and locked the door and yeah. pop, problem solved. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah. So that is my choice for the Grail. I like that one. I, I, I picked a different one. Did you? I, I picked the Weird Tailor. That is uh, also that was my, that, oh, I love I was the Weird Tailor. That, that yes. guy's accent in it. I fucking love it. He, maybe he should narrate my life. <laughs> <laughs> is he like? I, I'm just trying to think of because it was a few weeks ago. I watched it. A, a sort of like a, a little German kind of accent. It's was it? somewhere or in Austrian. Europe. It's somewhere in that area of Europe, but I'm not sure exactly which area. It, I do, I can't figure out where the fuck he's from. No. It's just like it's. I, I imagined he lived in that castle in Chichi Bang Bang, in Bavarian town, somewhere. And um, of course, that's where we have the star power of Peter Cushing as exactly, well. Exactly, yeah. In it's the good. Weird Tailor, being yeah. v- 
very excellent, elevating everything. Peter Cushing is just the fucking best. Anything, any scene with Peter Cushing in it is now better. Yeah. Same with um, him and Christopher Lee. And also... Vincent Price, I'd say. Those are the, the three like, MVPs. The, of, the Holy Trinity. Yeah, they are the Holy Trinity. Classic horror. Classic horror. <laughs> the, the, the thing no, about... No, no one else can, can join Karloff this. Karloff can shit off. I, don't oh, know I even have Karloff tattooed on my arm and I'm not including him in this. <laughs> I don't know about you, but with the, the weird tailor. Is that the actual name? Yeah, it's that's the, the name, yeah. It was the weird tailor. Um, that gave me sort of uh, Lovecraftian vibes. It does. In the be, whole yeah. thing, sort of in building a resurrection suit. Disco suit. A disco suit. <laughs> that, the, just yeah, so his son can fucking party his way back to life. <laughs> if you ever watch, it really reminded me, you're probably too young for this, but uh, Wide Boy by Nick Kershaw, the music video to that, he's pretty much got a suit like that. <laughs> in, in my notes, I don't have many for this, but like one is High Viz Rave Suit and Love the Taylor's Accent. Yeah. I've written, should have taken a deposit. <laughs> Bad business model. It's desperate, wasn't it? Always he? get a deposit. It's desperate. Um, yeah, I really like that one as yeah. well. But they that, they yeah, were the was, two best yeah. ones, I'd say. Yeah. The one I like, uh, we'll get to the worst one in a I minute. think we're all going to pick the same one. <laughs> um, but. Um, I wouldn't say the worst one is the one I'm about to mention, but I was pleasantly surprised to see uh, uh, Charlotte Rampling. Rampers. Rampers pop up. In fact, we sent messages. To <laughs> we <laughs> did. Rampling. Oh, she was, <laughs> she was lovely back in 1970. Yeah, I think you was that message. Like, Charlotte Rampling was a babe. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Um, and yeah, she was, uh, as soon as it like came on, because I was watched it, I think I watched some of it with Shell. That's, that's another good thing about Portmanteau and Anthology Horrors is... I think she like dipped in and out of them sometimes, mm-hmm. and like in my choice, she went to bed before the end of it. That's fine because you watch the end of the segment, and you can pick it up later on. And that's a nice thing I like about them as well is you can pick them up and put them down like chapters. In the Absolutely, book. yep. And as soon, yeah, as soon as she came in, like I was like, I just said, "Jazz is right." Charlotte Rambling was a babe. <laughs> yeah, she looks great. And um, that section is Lucy comes to stay, and of course also Britt Eklund. Bond, Bond girl. Power, power yeah. Which um, but brings me to uh, something we've uh, been inserting into podcasts now is been looking at the terrible reviews <laughs> on uh, IMDb. Yeah. And for Asylum, couldn't find any. There was no one-star <gasps> no. reviews. Really? Uh, there was barely a two-star review, if anything. And in the three-star that I could find, these are all out of ten, by the way, um, the only one that really had anything to it was... It was three stars, and it was titled "Britt Eklund was gorgeous," <laughs> and, that was, and that was enough for three stars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, okay. Exactly. Um, I, so I, I personally liked Rampling more. I I preferred Rampling to be honest, but uh, she became like, she Rose. became like the the sternest looking woman ever. Like you would behave. That's what life around. does to you. Makes you stern. I don't know. I feel I've got silly. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, I guess, based on what you've just said, I'm going to disagree with you on this. That was actually my worst section. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, we, do, do we jump right to why I think <laughs> Well, Although, well, actually, here's, here's, one, here's one positive for that segment. Mm. If they could market those pills correctly, because they make you see Bond girls in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, like, do true. you know how much fucking money you'd make from that? You'd rather see, like, Wicker Man Britt Eklund, though, I think. Oh, uh, yeah, that's what we should have been mentioning. Like, that's, her <laughs> finest role was her naked dance. 
banging on that the walls. That wasn't even her bum. No, she had they a bum. They swapped a bum, bum in. Double. Bum double. Bum double. Yeah, bum double. But apparently, so I think this is right. Because she had like a weird she, bum which didn't want to do it. She did want to do it, but um, they swapped a new bum in without her knowing. Wait, her bum wasn't good enough? Appar- so apparently how how bum, high are their bum I think standards? she was pregnant when she did it. Ah. Maybe I've made this up. There's something to do with the bum being controversial. I think it's just, maybe, <laughs> I think the answer is men. have decided <laughs> that bum is not if good enough for us. you were on film and... When you came to watch Dancing Naked, and you mm. came to, I'm, talk, I'm talking. This is personal between you two. <laughs> well, when we're, when we're watching that, each other dance no, naked. No, 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 no. As in, as in, if you were filmed, right? And then you came to watch that film, okay. and there was a bum double in there, but you hadn't been told. I'd be offended. Would you, but would you know? I'm covered. Ah, good point. That well, tattoos. I'm I haven't got tattoos. any. Oh yeah, got, right. your, have you got bum tattoos? I've got a full back that goes down onto my so bum. You would so you I'm thinking they well. If they, if they cut, if they coloured that in as well, and managed to nail my like sublime hourglass figure, <laughs> then then I maybe not notice. And your sweet sweet moves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, that's like, how I would that, know. That's, yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if they could, if they could actually move with any real rhythm, then, then I know it's not me. <laughs> that's a good question. I, li- I like to think I'd recognise my own bum, but I suppose I haven't looked at it that much. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. We, we, if you think we look, at our own, we look at our own bums the least. <laughs> I don't have a full-length mirror in my house, so I can't look at my bum even if I want to. Can, well, you could like put your, you could do a video. I'd have to jump video. and quickly look into the <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to move on to why we think the other one is? Well, so, so, so yeah, well, so, so my... Why, why did you think uh, that one was the worst? I just thought it was a bit... Look, obviously Charlotte Rampling is an exceptional actress. Yes. But I think it was quite a boring story. I think it was quite a predictable story. I didn't find that there was anything about it. I was like, oh, this has given me a shock or a thrill. It was just like, oh, well, obviously she's got, you know, is it real, is it not real? But um, that brother's going to be killed. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I didn't feel like it had a... (laughs) I didn't feel like it had the same uh, kind of creativity about it. I, do, the I, I agree. I said, Nat, you kind of convinced me that I'm the so reason. So good at convincing. Oh, I'm, I'm so suggestible as well, <laughs> I think. But I'm sticking with mine. I, under, I, 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 I Without even discussing with you, I know what your reasons are for the next one. <laughs> and I, I completely agree. However, I am now thinking it is a bit fun, though. Yeah, that is true. That whereas, is the, whereas there's much less fun in this because the funnest thing is Charlotte Rampling. <laughs> and now, let's just. No offense, Charlotte. You've Rampling. said she's Stan. Exactly. She's not a fun person. It's um, uh, maybe it's, she's a fucking hoot in real life, <laughs> but on 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 camera, she's not. She's never portrayed fun. Who's well. met Rampling writing? Is she a hoot? <laughs> <laughs> no one will dare say otherwise. <laughs> the um, she's there with a fucking ruler over someone's hand, bashing it. I think. I think with that story, is it's a story that's just been done over and over. Yeah, it's and it's it's and quite it's been done many times. Isn't it? Better. Yeah. As well. It would be, I mean, it's probably been done in this sense, but it would be a great, like, Asian horror version of that. I could imagine yeah, being yeah, really yeah, atmospheric. Would, in fact, in fact uh, without jumping on board of your one, yeah. there's something quite similar within mm. those things, within, yeah. within the same sort of story. But, no, but I, yeah, I t- t- tell me why Tell me why you would choose as the worst one, uh, Mannequins of Horror, mannequins. the final segment. <laughs> Shitty little robots. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's exactly. I love those shitty little robots. They're hilarious, but they're fucking awful. Like when they open the door, like how? How did it get from the ground? And and also why? Why has he spent so much time making movement harder? <laughs> like, well done. You can project your mind into this shitty little robot, but now all you do, you move slower. You can't open doors. I'm not. I don't care what he says. There's no way that robot could have turned that round doorknob, <laughs> or get even up to the doorknob. He did travel up the dumb waiter though, didn't but he? How? <laughs> it was oh, so bad. I mean, it's absurd. The but, shitty little robot. But also, I, but the implications then, given that that turns out to be true so he's like i can make these tiny figures and imbue them with my own mind and make them and then robert powell's like yeah whatever mate but no he can and then you're like maybe they're all the stories are true and no one in this asylum is mad at all i didn't think that so i, I like the implications i like the idea though i hadn't thought of that. <laughs> yeah. i like the idea that robert block <laughs> wrote this story and he was like, this is fucking brilliant. Mannequin. By yeah, now he was drunk. That. He'd yeah. been writing all day. <laughs> he, all, he, he just had it all down. And then he turns up to the film set to see how things go. Like, where are my mannequins? Where are they? And they show me a little wind up. Hold on. We'll be with you in a minute. Winding it up. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> with Herbert Lom's head put on the top. Um, I loved the hair on it. The hair oh, was great. Yeah. Are we still doing best death? Yeah, sure, let's do better. Because... It wasn't if, that one. If I can... <laughs> I don't know, she no, little robot with a scalpel stabbing him in the neck. My de- best death is when the tiny robot was smashed up and all the guts came oh, out. Oh, that was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, why my, is there so many... Why would you make one with guts inside it? <laughs> my, 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 my best death guts. was um, when the... <clears throat> turns out to be crazy doctor mm. strangled him with a stethoscope. Shock horror! Because I loved the irony oh. of killing someone with a medical tool meant to help people. His face was brilliant <laughs> when he was doing it as I, well, wasn't yeah, it? He, he really went into that. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, twist. Oh, yeah. The classic brilliant. twist. Yeah. That was brilliant. Um, it reminded me a bit um, of a film called Stonehurst Asylum, which I, it was quite is a recent film, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. like last five years or something. But it's a similar idea of um, like the patients have taken over the asylum. That mm. the classic twist yeah. of uh, the person you thought was wise and um, had, in charge is actually a madman. Had, um, what's his name? Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Sir. Sir Ben Kingsley. Yeah. Um, all right, that was all right. But Not go, as good as a sign. Going man. back to the robot, <laughs> and you sound about the scalpel in the back of the neck. I was thinking about. I was like, surely it's got not not enough run up. Like, no, it would, it, it would have been like, oh, ow! Like, yeah. grab the back in. I'll fuck off, you shitty little robot. Like, I'm a little shitty robot. <laughs> <laughs> you need to get around the front, get in the jugular. Yeah, but there's no way he was going to be able to do that because oh, he's so just slow. Just climb up his body. Just let him. Oh, there's like a robot with a knife coming at me. Really Start slowly. hacking himself with an axe to get it off. That's how they would do it. That's the Robert Block way. No. I could imagine it would have been better, like if it went a bit pet cemetery, you know, and it was underneath the desk in the scalpel, cut the uh, yes, the that, ankle. Ooh, yes, I hate thing. that. The Achilles. That, that could have worked. And then while he's on the floor yeah. panicking, ah. and then it could have like yeah. maybe in the eye. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> They could have. They could have wrestled. They could. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! But no, that what that one was for for me was the worst. Just the robot just put me off. It, t- it took me out of it completely. But yeah. But are, there, are there any other categories we want to go through? I don't. Um, there isn't really a final girl, so we can't no, really do no. that. No, I think I think we've covered. But I think yeah, I think if, if as mm-hmm. a 
if you want to make a start on the Amicus uh, anthologies, if you've never seen any of them before, I would say Asylum is an excellent place to start. Is it too good to start? Oh, you think work up to it. Maybe go for like the house that drip blood. Work your way through. Yeah, do that and mm. then that. Because then okay. you'll be like, oh, I don't know, you don't want to put people off. Exactly. Go in with a bag. Watch <laughs> Asylum. It's great fun. Yeah, agreed. Love it. Excellent. Let's get a drink. And we're back. Got your pints? Yep. Yeah. Nice. They look nice. It's it's. It's fruity. You should have had it's one. A bit, a bit fruitier than I'd like. Is it fruity enough for you, Boone? It's all right. There we go. Roll, roll us the die. Okay. Roll us the die. So Tell us who's next. Yep, there we go. Three. Me. That's over to it's you, me. Boone. So, as we mentioned earlier, about the framing device usually found within portmanteau or anthology films, I have chosen one that doesn't have one. I haven't written down what year it was from. Anyone know? Uh, what year 2004. It was from? 2004's Three Extremes. This is basically just like three sort of big names in Asian horror who have basically donated a like 40 odd minute film each. So there's only three in this one. So again, quite different from the other ones. There's one Korean, one Chinese, one Japanese, I Correct. believe. Correct. So yeah, so all the, the, the three major ingredients in, in Asian horror. Oh, which fits into one of the stories. <laughs> oh, it certainly does. Um, yeah, so again, with no framing device, I would basically have to describe each film individually, I suppose, really. But I suppose that's an awkward way of doing it, so I won't do that too much. The directors, let's do it that way. Okay. So as three extremes, they picked like three notable directors. They picked Fruit Chan from mm-hmm. Hong Kong. They picked Park Chan Wook from South Korea, who is my favorite director. And uh, Takashi Miike from Japan, who is known for doing fucking mental films. Yes. And does not disappoint. <laughs> he does not. I, I, you always know you're in safe hands with him as long as you can stomach that stuff. Yeah. This is actually, in a way, one of the tamest things he's done, I think. It's his most restrained. I think... Most um, coherent, probably. Yeah, because he's fucking nuts. I think it's interesting even watching (laughs) something from... Did you say it's 2004? It is. Um, Even something that um, is from, so not quite 20 years ago, but I think that in terms of the idea of extremes, like this is... The themes are meant to be extreme. They're like the the violence, that sort of thing, is um, I realised when I watch films from the past that, say, for a good example, is Battle Royale. Yeah. And I remember when I first watched that, I was like, fucking hell, this is so violent. Oh, my God. Uh, And it felt insane. And then watching that recently, you're like, well, you just see this any day of the week on TV now. And it just seems like, I think our our idea of what extremity is has really changed in the last 20 years. Because I think... A lot of that is because TV drama has got, in terms of sex and violence, like just mm. totally ramped up so much. Absolutely, I remember when I when I first watched it. I mean, like I've been, I used to watch. Does anyone remember like the Tartan DVDs? Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So All the Asia Extreme. Yeah, stuff, t- yeah. yeah Tartan Asia Extreme was, was. If I saw anything in a shop that had Tartan Asia Extreme on it, I would just buy it immediately. I didn't care what it was, I would buy it and I'd watch it. And Three Extremes was one of those. Actually, I think I rented it back when Love Film was a thing. Which then oh, became I Amazon Video. Film. So yeah, you would you would have DVDs by post, and yeah. they would come to you. And that's how I watched Three Extremes. I'm I'm just looking at um, his um, IMDb profile. Which uh, one? Takeshi, sorry, Takeshi Miki. And um, this is quite late in. The, I mean, he's gone. He's still going strong now. Yeah. But his, I haven't seen any of his for a long time. But 
that seems very late in his most extreme period, I would say. But yeah. then again, I haven't seen anything in the past for his, 19 years. Which for, his extreme, for him, it's his least extreme offering, mm. which is quite odd. Again, as we were saying, when you come, because you can do something shorter, you could do something maybe you wouldn't be able to do normally. Whereas Park Chan work, it felt like, went for something he would do normally and just made it last for like 40 minutes. And Fruit Chan actually did then make a full version out mm. of that film. Do you want to just do a little quick thing for each one? Maybe we and should And then do. we can see who, do, who did what. Yeah. So, fruit, so first one is Dumplings by Fruit Chan. Uh, the gist is a middle-aged woman who's basically worried about losing her looks, goes to the lovely yet insane Bai Ling. Always insane. <laughs> <laughs> but anything with Bai Ling in makes you instantly think uh, Crank 2, basically. Yeah, I, I have always had a huge crush on Bai Ling, but I'm well aware that I could not really coexist in the same realm as her. I think she believes she's from the moon. So, <laughs> not, not, not joking. Uh, uh, yeah, so she goes, this, this character goes to see her, and she gives her these special dumplings, which will help basically make her look as young because Bai Ling's character in that is supposed to be basically an old lady, but looks like young and gorgeous. Mm. So through eating these dumplings, she notices that, you know, her skin starts to look better. She looks more vibrant and starts basically to become younger. And then you kind of find out what's in the dumplings. Baby. I've, it's, I've, it's babies. I've got fucking... <laughs> yeah. I've written, oh dear, more baby, more baby horror. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Jeff. <laughs> all, all I can say is by the time uh, this podcast actually goes out, I will be a new father by then. And Gemma will have had some lovely dumplings. <laughs> and she will be, she'll be looking <laughs> magnificent. She'll be looking in the prime of health. <laughs> she'll be glowing. <laughs> I visually said out loud, I think Gemma was upstairs, uh, my very heavily pregnant <laughs> wife at the time. I went, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Really loudly, and she—I heard her start coming down the stairs, going, "What's up?" I was like, "Do not come in." Another one, another one. You can't see. You do not want to see aborted fetuses being chopped up and put into dumplings. I wondered if um, so crunchy sounding as well, aren't they? <laughs> They're so crunchy, aborted fetuses. I, I don't know anything about the background of this story, but I did wonder. It, it like it sounds like the kind of thing you would get in folklore. Or myth, the idea of um, oh, I, it's nice a kind say, of uh, like a baby eating. It's nice to say a beautiful folklore, woman straight who up that happens like in real life. Like I mean, there's still things where people will eat parts of different people or children or like um, albinos are always oh good gaming I'm in not, um, certain I'm, parts of like folk magic in Africa. I'm honestly not going to pretend I know anything about this, so I might be shot down with stupidity. Okay. But do you think any of that comes from like the whole stem cell? Ooh, research maybe. kind of it makes sense thing. i mean like yeah injecting yeah. uh fetal fetal cells into your body for are you, are you saying that they're all ahead of the game like, <laughs> <laughs> all, all those basically monsters throughout history eating children we're, eating we're just children yeah we're just slurping Sounds out the stem cells i kind of i like the idea in it that it is um almost like an addiction like she once she yes. starts she can't stop the baby eating frenzy yeah absolutely and that's one of the things i think is like it's the real shocking bit, again, of course, spoilers throughout this, like when she ends up like she couldn't have children. And now mm. because of the rejuvenation of eating the fetuses, she then learns like, you know, the fresher and more like, you know, close to the other, the better they are, and finds out she's pregnant. So the ultimate way for her to then do this is to uh, basically abort her own fetus and then eat it. A hamster always hits own babies. Really? I think if I think if if it feels threatened, <laughs> it eats them. <laughs> By its children. So it's a different. So it's a different thing. 
I'm not doing that. Tonight. But no. <laughs> would you eat the placenta? She's a little girl. No. Why would I? Because it's really <laughs> some nutritious. Some people do eat the placenta. Yeah, I know some people do. It's a but trend. I do. do I look like a nutritious <laughs> person? <laughs> um, I thought it was an excellent story. Yes. Anyway. I, I, Did you know, um, Ruth? You might you might know this. Boom, uh, Ruth. You may not. But dumplings was actually a feature film, and it's been edited down. I I did know. I think I did know that. I, I think I assumed, though, that it was a short film first and got made into a longer I, I actually, film. So that's I actually interesting. thought it was that way around no, as well. No, it it's, ah. the, it's the other way around. So it's the, it's all the same film. I have to trimmed. say, I struggle how you would make that into a feature, like a, to well, get let, the length out of it. I've not, I've, me, I've, I've, yeah, I've not watched the full version because I feel like... I feel like, like that was distilled into just what it needed to be. Yeah, I like... I liked, one thing I have actually would really like, and this is a really good reinforcement for it, is why do films have to be an hour and a half long? Can films just be an hour if they just need to be an hour? What's it's wrong with that? Oh, Boomer, I would love with. that. My, As you know, one of my bugbears is the fact that films now are fucking three hours. Yeah. I'm just like, I need the toilet during this. I, don't I can't go to the cinema because I'm going to need a piss. I'm not watching your Marvel film. But <laughs> even non-Marvel films are three hours long now. You can't watch a Nolan. Oh, you don't like Nolan anyway. Ah, uh, don't... Uh, look... I like some Nolan. <laughs> I've got some problems with later Nolan. But um, yeah, I would love that. Like just like when, when we watched, we talked about Inside at Christmas. Yeah. I was like 80 minutes, perfect. Loved it, yeah. If anything, it was a little long. Don't stretch it. Yeah. I think they did stretch it. <laughs> no, wait. No, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think um, if, if something needs to be... Yeah, I don't see any stuff. reason why you can't release that a cinematic the film that is don't one hour long. long. Yeah, don't yeah. make it long. Well, I suppose people might feel a bit shortchanged. They need to just change the way they think. Yeah. Anyways, or, or, or do do more films like Three Extremes. Market, yeah. market, yeah. just do it like that. So there is uh, the difference uh, between the the shortened version and the uh, extended full player, the LP to compare to the EP. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a subplot uh, involving that uh, her husband and Bai Ling have an affair. <gasps> oh, dun, dun, dun. I mean, it's scandalous. It's, it's um, there is um, a masseuse who pops up, which I think her husband's having an affair with as well. Oh God! And it's her who gets pregnant. Okay. Um, and and that's so. Right. So mainly affair-based subplots yeah. is what we're missing out on. Okay. For time purposes, I suppose you move on to the it's next a, one. Yeah, really. it does. Say, sorry, I just want to read this out because it's horrific. Um, uh, Mrs. Lee meets Mr. Lee's masseuse, who she, he's having an affair with, who states she is five months pregnant and Mrs. Lee pays for her to immediately abort the fetus. Mrs. Lee instructs the doctor to use a method without drugs to perform the abortion. Oh, God. Yes, it gets oh, horrific. Mm. Mai is pictured carrying the belongings through the streets while Mrs. Lee makes dumplings from the fetus. Cut to black. I see. Fetus horror. It's, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, pretty fucked up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for that you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> well let's move on to the nicer one then the, uh, episode or segment two which is cut, cut by park chan wook um this one centers around a director played by lee byung hung who is probably i guess the most famous korean actor in the west he's probably the one that everyone's seen in stuff the most so yeah starring him he's like you know seems to be a fairly well-liked guy and then, like, kind of like wakes up with um, it, it put into this terrible scenario in his home with a, an extra from like another 
film. Was it that film or other films? I, can't oh, remember I think which it was he said now. he's been in all his films. He was being, is yeah. an yes. extra in different films. Because he dresses up as different characters it's in different slippers. films. Yes, that's it. So then very got, quick changes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's one of the things I, I, I quite like about Park Chan-wook as well. He's not afraid to put silly things in there. Like, it kind of offsets a bit like when he's like doing all his little yeah it's very theatrical showcase. isn't it it's, yeah it's, it's very over the top and the, the so actually i'll go through the plot before i start banging on about other things happening um yeah so there's also the director's wife is there she's strung up in this super elaborate um piano nightmare <laughs> piano nightmare yeah, and um, the new album yeah. <laughs> And um, yeah, so it's basically like kind of like a game where he has to figure out basically what this guy wants so that he can just somehow escape this nightmare. And it's that's my it's my favourite segment of the mm. three. At this point, I wrote: Are these stories about how terrible rich people are? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think two the third one is, but the no. first two, I was like, oh, is the is the uh, the thread through the whole film is just going to be about how awful rich people are? But I mean, it's an easy thread. To <laughs> There's a lot of evidence to support this thread, but um, yeah, no, so it, it's. I mean, I'm a huge fan of his. I've mentioned several times, and the visuals of this one particular are very, very strong. He, he quite often likes to pick a singular a colour to like mm. frame everything around. Like It's navy blue as fuck in this one. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Never seen such a navy blue thing. No, no. And the, the piano, is the nightmare piano is incredibly visual as well. It's striking, it's isn't yeah. it? Yeah, like, it's, it's really unnecessary. Just, you know. I like how it, it um, almost ties into the tradition of um, cinematic serial killers who are just ridiculously over elaborate yeah like that would never you know no one actually in real life would ever do this but it's like yes i'm gonna make this massive theatrical scene with uh, mm. all these strings and the piano and the as you say the like beautiful blue and um the whole absurdity of it mm. um i like yeah big fan of it. it it's it's really good it's basically just like i don't know what the phrase for it is. it's like not so much cat and mouse but it's like more like a, a race against time trying to figure out how he can appease this guy to get away from it but yeah. he can't. He can't. No, it all goes really wrong. Turns out everyone's a bad person. And it it, was, it, it, well, it did start with a nice thing. With like the, the reason he hates him is because he's such a good guy. And that pisses him off. Because like, what hope does he have? He's got everything and he's a nice mm. guy as well. And Turns then out he's not though. No one is really. No one is. No one is. Everyone. Deep, uh, down. deep down, we're all a piece of shit. <laughs> so that's your favourite? Yeah, that's my favourite. Your grail. Yeah, that's the grail. Okay. Do you want to talk about the last film quickly? Sure. The last one, Takeshi Mika, is called The Box. It is about a pair of like circus twins and their benefactor, who I thought was a dad. It's a str- It's not clear, really, the relationship, is it? No, listed on on like IMDb when I was looking at the ben- their benefactor. So, like, okay, I, th- I put down shit dad as one of my nuns. Because <laughs> basically, uh, shit dad may be a nonce. <laughs> Possibly, yeah, yeah. There's, there's some noncy behaviour going on there. Absolutely, and isn't it's three extremes? So um, I guess, I guess, why not paedophilia by that? You've like, eaten some babies. Yeah, we're eating why babies. Not Let's have start. A nonce. Yeah. yeah, why not? Sure. So this film is uh, it's this short story. It's it's set like in now, and it's flashbacks when they were yes. kids, weren't they? Yeah. yeah so now there's it's set with one of the tw- one of the twins. Spoiler: the surviving twin. And uh, then it kind of cuts back to, like, why this all ended up that way. And it's a really interesting, very visually beautiful one, this one. It's, it's, it's so much colder than the other two, which are kind of more straightforward 
films. You can't really. Um, it's actually it's my favorite of the three. It? It's my um, favorite because well. I think mm. visually it's it's stunning, mm. um, and I think it's got the really classic hallmarks of that director, like the sinister. It's like a sinister girl in a corner, um, yeah. and the kind of weird sparse buildings and the. Um, uh, slightly surreal landscapes but I think um, yeah it's visually beautiful and I just yeah I like how strange it was and it's uh, and you're not 100% clear on what's happened which I quite like yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's essentially like because the, the I think the gist is like the benefactor wanted them he loved them both and wanted them to be he now loves the most like this the young one of that one and the older one of that one to become yeah. one is like his ultimate I think I like it thing. seems to be I suppose, like, you could say Dumplings is a kind of a satire on the beauty industry yes. and that kind of thing. But I think that this one is more about themes to do with, um, like, the haunting of the past, which I really like. And I think that's... Yeah. So many horror films are about that, that idea of how the past haunts your present. And I think that's... In this strange way of this short film, it really gets that it's that kind of sinister, haunting um, effect across. I don't want to add anything because you just said that so well and I will I will ruin it if I try and say any more about that one. But yeah, completely agree. This is why we bring her along. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah, it, it's it's really good. I think if we're going to do worst segment, for me, it was actually dumplings. Yeah. I, I like them all though. It's tough, isn't it? Because I do mm. think I, I would... I could see a scenario where I would watch a different film with dumplings and say that was my favourite. So yeah. it's just, I think it speaks to how strong they all are. Actually. Yeah, all three of them are I very strong. I found Box uh, the very end took me out of it a little bit. The the sort of the reveal, the twist, just the surrealism of it, or just how badly it was done. To be honest, how so? Huh? How so? I, I just thought the the effect at the end was really badly uh, done, um, and and that took me out a bit. As in, I sort of I started laughing at it from what could be quite a uh, quite. <laughs> twist it was like one scene i really liked in particular in that one though was you know when he's like he's twisting up the marionette and mm. then she's writhing and twisting in yeah, that bag yeah, yeah, as well yeah. it's just it's, it's so striking and the crunchy sound the sound design in that one yeah. is just it's so it feels like all the bones are crunching mm. together and everything mm. yeah. something that just i'm gonna flip right back to um, cut at the moment there's something that reminded me of uh another anthology uh, or portmanteau, uh, Cat's Eye, uh, Stephen King's Cat's mm. Eye. Uh, there's a story in that, uh, Quitters Incorporated, where someone's trying to uh, quit smoking. And part of that story is basically it's uh, the company who are getting you to stop smoking. Um, are, it's basically the mob. Um, and they use brute force and blackmail, basically, to, to get you to stop. And basically, they threaten to cut his wife's fingers off mm. um if he, if they catch him with a cigarette in his mouth and stuff like that wow. which jumps to cut yeah. is where the wife is the one who is suffering yes uh, mm. for his misdeeds so uh, that it. just dawned yeah. on me as we no, I like, I like that. that. i haven't seen that and i would definitely like to watch that and i would have liked to have hired the mob when i was trying to quit smoking really <laughs> <laughs> why shell's got too many fingers <laughs> can you pick a best death a best death yes, there's not heaps of deaths uh, yeah, so the best death I picked, I kind of picked the best death for each one, I think. Okay. I think probably the best death overall was, um, I wrote... Ex, um, if you say five-month-old fetus. <laughs> <laughs> it was from Cut. Boomer was just cheering, cheering. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, no, it was um, uh, extra, uh, extra throat bite from Piano. Oh, nice. Uh, that was yeah, a good throat bite. So that good. Yeah. yeah, so good. And again, 
just having that much blood on that floor with all the like yeah. you know glorious weird. navy blue is such a weird color skin navy blue and gold is not something i've mm. ever seen anyone decorate a house in and it's so it looked again very stage and very otherworldly and then to have that much blood pouring all over the floor just and like the primal rage when she was just like yeah. i mean great. what else would you do in that situation i'd, I'd fucking buy that i hope i would also bite mm. that man's neck yeah he deserved it yeah he was a terrible person <laughs> Um, I've got a couple of um, uh, one-star reviews nice. from Ooh. that I got. Um, How does Asylum get none and Three Extremes <laughs> gets what? Three dot, 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 extremely boring segments. <laughs> <laughs> of all the things that you could call them, I don't think boring would yeah, be. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, I know. When I, was, um, when I was a lecturer, at the end of every term, they would do the like student feedback things and they weren't supposed to write anything personal, but they did. Uh, and one of them once wrote, Ruth has a very boring voice. And I was like, of all the criticisms that you can level at me. Mother, <laughs> motherfucker, I'm identifying your handwriting. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that I've got a boring voice. So I was like, I could laugh that one off. I can't do anything about that. Like, you know, if you didn't think my lectures were informative enough, yeah. I could study a bit more. To say that your content was boring would be one thing, but your voice. They were little shits. Fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, go on. I hope they amounted to nothing. <laughs> um, and the only other one I could find was, pull out the vodka, folks, it's needed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that a could, huge compliment. That could also be a 10-star review. That could <laughs> be a 10-star review. I bet you if any of the directors saw that, they'd be like, fuck yeah. Yeah, done yeah, it. Done it. Done it. I didn't know if that was, and, and then I got my uh, alcohols mixed up in abortions that uh, <laughs> uh, I thought the, it was a comment on the, on, on the abortion, but no, it's gin, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Mother's ruin. <laughs> that's how it can be. So, oh dear. Uh, there we go. So. Great choice. Great choice. Yeah. yeah cool. Enjoyed yeah. it. Nice, uh, nice throwback to. Uh, it's so odd that we have found this so like warm and nostalgic. I know. Except for one segment for you, of course. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Oh, the, the baby the, one. Oh, the baby one. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All those times yeah, you were put into a small box yeah, as yeah. a child gymnast. <laughs> <laughs> right. So we have done uh, two choices. So it's down to mine, which is normally the lowest common denominator choice. We've gone chronological today. We have gone chronological. We have. And I went for uh, 2007's uh, Trick or Treat. Um, I, I hate the title of the film. because Why only the R works. I've written? Why the R? Because in America, in America, it'd be Trick or Treat. I said, is it like Toys R Us? There is an uh, 80s horror film called Trick or Treat. Oh. So I think they changed it to okay. avoid uh. confusion with that. With Gene Simmons in it. Mm. He's mm. actually not a bad actor in the parts he's played. That sounds like damning with faint praise. He's not. He's not had great roles. Well, I'm an amazing actor in the parts I have not played. <laughs> Too shame. Um, tell us about trick, yeah. trick so, or a treat. Uh, trick or treat or trick or treat is. Um, Can we refer to it as trick or treat? Trick or treat. Just because treat. I don't want to do any accent again. <laughs> trick or treat. It just feels contrived. Cool. So, uh, trick or treat is um, a film by Michael Doherty based on his short animated film. Um, which uh, it just features Sam, um, the main one constant throughout mm. this movie. It's a five interwoven stories, I think. Yeah, set, they pack them in. Yeah, they do pack them lot, in. Set in on uh, one Halloween night mm. in one town. Classic um, sleepy town. Classic, classic sleepy American town. town. Yeah. 
Uh, and Sam is, as I said, the one constant going through uh, it all. He's basically a little pumpkin head thing. He's great. <laughs> I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> um, he's great. And the uh, the stories range from um, um, girls going out on a uh, fancy dress costume night mm-hmm. uh, to a uh, the old trope of um, poisoned candy uh, yep. for people, a prank's gone wrong. Um, or pranks going right, <laughs> however it's supposed yeah, to be. Like it depends that. on your intent, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and a bit of revenge going in. It's got as well. it's got all the ingredients in it, I guess. Hasn't it's got it? all the ingredients. Yeah, no, it's good and uh, quite an all star cast as well. Pedo mm. from Happiness, I've written. Pedo, <laughs> Dylan Baker. Don't, don't take candy from the pedo from Happiness. <laughs> no, that is true. And that turns out to be a blessing he should have heeded. Not yeah, well, at least he didn't get pedoed in this one. Not pedo, no. Oh, this is a noncier episode than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's got Hannibal Lecter himself, Brian Cox. Yes, yes. nice role for Brian oh, Cox. Yeah. Pops up. Um, Anna the, pa- be- the better Brian Cox, I'm going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, people. Fuck you, D-Ream. <laughs> but not the best Hannibal. Not the best Hannibal. Actually, he's the third best Hannibal. <laughs> Anna Paquin in it. Um, yep. yes, Oscar so- winner Anna Paquin. They should have advertised it like that. Oscar winner Anna Paquin. What did she win an Oscar for? The piano when she was a, a like twelve or something. Oh, so it's been downhill since then. It, this, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> this episode's a lot more piano based as well. Pedos and piano. Yeah. The new album. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Glitter. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh. Um, should we should we stop doing nonce films? Well, I, we don't mean to do them. They true, just true. it just comes up. <laughs> oh, God. To be fair, Moving just on. because someone character played a nonce in another, I'm sorry, film, that's my fault. I did bring that up. <laughs> that I did bring that up, and also it doesn't was, make this a nonce. Film. And it was unconfirmed noncing in the in Three Extremes. Yes. Yeah. Just. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I thought you were going to say in happiness. Oh like, no, in non. Sure. Yeah, 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 I'm pretty sure it was confirmed. He was a confirmed Peter. Oh dear, awful, awful. Moving horror, on. Horrible film. Um, yeah, all the ingredients. So got all the ingredients. Uh, just a film I generally, uh, overall enjoyed. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a modern day anthology that I was down with. I think I um I thought I'd seen it before and I hadn't and I think I've seen a different Halloween anthology. Oh okay. From recent years, but I quite yeah I enjoyed it. It's was the one fun. you thought you'd seen where someone eats some candy and it's, they've got razor blades in it and it comes out their throat? I can't remember because I thought that was this there one was, until um, it didn't. There's All Hallows it. Eve, which Maybe. is where Ter- Terrifier first popped up in. I don't think so. I think and there's there's some. It's like. Um, home video style some of this segment and there's some people doing surgery on children sounds very dark <laughs> now i say it but, but, and then um yeah i don't know i, I, seen, I don't think i've seen that one anyway i was expecting it to be that so wasn't. pretty much with this the main uh i guess the main uh, we've got sam the main the he's like a tiny head. like a sackhead boy isn't yeah he? sackhead boy uh, I call him Pumpkinhead, but uh, yeah. that, that comes out a bit later. Uh, spoilers. Um, I guess other than that, the main thorough through throughout the whole film as well is the is this legend of the um, the bus of um, children that uh, that the parents uh, get rid of, mm. and and basically lots of characters pop up throughout the, the film it's, all tied to that. So. I really like how so it doesn't have the um, the. It almost it's not like the classic framing device like Asylum is where it kind of goes out of the story yeah. and then mm. back to this main location it kind of weaves all the stories sort of weave through which I like that I think it was quite cleverly yeah. constructed yeah 
and there's lots of time jumps as well it's mm. like each story isn't it's not in chronological order as you watch it there's bits yeah. that if you it's a, it's a rewatchable film yeah. in the sense that where you, if you watch it again you'll see in the background characters yes that, doing things doing that later things are that significant later happen yeah. or, or happened earlier on and 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 all that so i, I really like, i just like the way it's framed i thought it's been really well thought out yeah I, 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 I like that you picked this one because again it's like we picked the three ways that anthology horrors or portmanteaus mm. can go because like so yours is ruth is the very Classic, traditional yeah. one it mine's the sort of like slightly it's technically that but maybe not what people picture as it and then yours is like the newer take on it and what you could potentially do with the genre mm. but like you know it's like making them more interweave so they're all happening simultaneously but also not simultaneously yeah and it's just a, a completely day, different way of looking at that trope or whatever. what are you going to go for for you for the grail for the What's grail i actually liked the i like the one with the the bus and the kids me too um i thought that whole thing mainly because at the start of the film when you uh basically this is um um a, a legend as i said it's a uh, a bus um that takes some kids to a special school every day their parents are sick and tired of looking after them pretty much that's all, what they say. all the parents yeah. of like 20 kids have come to an agreement yep and they, they pay <laughs> a bus driver they pay the bus driver to basically chain them to the bus and drive them off a cliff into a quarry um many years later um the some other kids hear this legend and they decide to um go and see if they can resurrect um the things it's all meant to be part of a prank they're playing on on a um and it all goes wrong for them good uh, the thing yeah <laughs> very you. much so. the, you, the, the, the interesting thing I, I i thought about it is when i was watching it again um at the beginning those the three kids that are actually playing the prank that you don't know they are yet they seem to be all really nice and yeah. cool. they're trick-or-treating on people they're doing that they get picked on by a bully they get a bit you know that that bully that. that bully well then it turns out they're little shits absolute shit they're absolute shits mm. and they deserve everything they get the bully wasn't as bad as we thought no because they're worse no and he ended up getting let's just say killed <laughs> <laughs> let's just say killed yeah. i like that one too i like the kind of the urban legend yeah. thing of it that yeah. it's you know this uh strange the folklore of the town that this horrible thing happened but I lo- or I lo- did it happen i, al- I always love that like, yeah. see, i kind of like to sung his praise already but I, I really love in all films the like the town legend or mm. whatever I love the backstory, horror thing, story, whatever it is you're going to call it. I, f- I would love to. I would, I would actually sit and read a book of just those from everything. It's a thing, isn't everything. It? It's like the Sleepy Hollow. It's a legend yeah. that, you know, comes true and mm. things like that. And it's always it's something that's brought the town down or something. Yeah. Or, or a negative side of it. Um, Quite often involving a, like a dead man's curve or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's even better because it's like the underdogs rise up mm. in this. Um, oh, she was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah I liked yeah. her. Fuck you. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> yeah, spoiler again. She just fucking leaves them there to be killed by the ghost children. And yeah. good for you. I really like the design as well of everything um, within that segment as well. Like the 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 children on the bus, um, the masks are throw. If you look at old retro yeah, Halloween yeah. photos and things love like them. that of yeah. handmade masks, it's got that real. I mean. 
that bus is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> like, like if, I, if I go on that bus, I'd be straight off it. It looks like it's like if Slipknot went to school together. Exactly. <laughs> I do like the, um, there's a sackcloth, isn't it, with human teeth? <laughs> yes! That, oh, it's so, it's so good. Oh, I mean, there's, there's a reason that we all just love folklore and folk horror so much. Yeah. It's the fucking best. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I think that's my favourite out of them all. What about your worst? The worst. Let's see if we all agree. I don't know if it's. Um, I don't know if it's if, if it's a full story. It's part of one, but I didn't necessarily like the sort of Dylan Baker vampire element. I think it's so he so he. Oh yes, sorry, no, I don't. And he gets killed by the werewolf girl. Yes. I think that's more of a like an yeah. Dude, the Werewolf Girls was actually my favourite one. No, it was an absolute it. piece of shit. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst thing. I quite enjoyed it. Why? No, terrible. But they were dressed up. <laughs> it was In terrible. Ha- Halloween sexy. That was the bit where I was like, come on. Yeah, I don't need to see these boobs. I, no, it wasn't the boobiness of it. It's just uh, you know all the all the douchey potentially. I know. I just got. I like. I love things when the predators become predators. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that. Did I, write? I suppose he'd so the pedo from happiness sure he deserved it but all the others were just like guys they hadn't done anything fuck, fuck them well as we've discovered we're all pieces of shit anyway ruth they probably did something <laughs> wrong they're, they're probably all being I didn't, proper I didn't, d-bags somewhere else i like, didn't like the um the anna paquin's friends they pressured her to be red riding hood i see now the symbolism yeah. i don't know that was my least favorite okay one of my favourite parts of it, and I laughed out loud so much, <laughs> I have to say, was when the three kids who turn out to be the bullies, they go out of their trick-or-treating and they go to um, Mrs. Henderson's house, who's obviously having a swingers party yes. in the background. Yeah. And yeah. As, the fairies. And as they walk off, as they walk <laughs> off, one of the kids said, <laughs> I don't even, I'm reading it now, I don't even know what that was. And it's got, Coach Taylor was in hot dog costume, but fucking a pig. <laughs> <laughs> Which later on in the... Um, I remember laughing out loud. In, in, the, um, in the werewolf segment, when they, um, when they bring all the murdered boyfriends or whatever they've, they've captured and eaten... The hot dog turns up there as well and gets dragged in. I didn't notice that. I bet, I think if I rewatched, I'd be like, I guess you see all mm. these little bits that you didn't notice the first <clears> time around. That's clever. Interesting. Um, Best death. Best death. Um, I've left this one blank. I don't think I can it's really, really think It's really hard, yeah. No. I, I like the, um, the opening segment um, where Sam... Um, the shitty robot... <laughs> well, no, he's not the robot. <laughs> oh no, a, she's a robot. She's, isn't a, she's a robot, isn't she? But she does get an, uh, a Halloween lolly shoved right in her mouth. She does cut open. I can't. Um, I don't think there's there's a particularly notable death in it, other than like the fat kid. What happens to him? He gives them all poison candy, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Blair sticks out all the blood. <laughs> oh yeah, he threw up a lot of blood <laughs> and then head off. Yep. Yeah. They're not. It's weird. It's not about the deaths. If that makes sense. Like, no, I mean, none, of, none of these anthologies are scary <laughs> that no. we picked. They're just entertaining. entertaining. I guess it's which is the funnest death. And I think maybe sicken yourself with blood <laughs> candy to death. <laughs> <laughs> I did like um, in the Brian Cox segment who, uh, spoiler, uh, no, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil okay. who he is. 
um, gets That's surprisingly restrained. <laughs> the first time we've ever been restrained on this podcast of not revealing things that happen. I, li- I like the fact that Sam, uh, who attacks him, um, uses a candy bar with a razor blade. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. uh, which again goes to that uh, uh, pet cemetery ankle yes. slicing um, thing. So uh, yeah, no, overall uh, it was difficult. As I was watching it, I was like, oh, it's not. It isn't about the best, de- you know, mm. great kill scenes. It's also, I think there's so there's a lot of death, and as you said, none, none of it. You're not like that's the standout. It's yeah. just like a, a miasma of death everywhere. And sometimes you're like, hooray! I'm glad these people are dead. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I'm not sad anyone in it died, except except the children at the beginning in the in the myth. They didn't deserve it. No, glad they got some revenge. Not much, but I like to think every Halloween they're just going to kill some more people. You like to think that? Yeah, you? yeah. Oh. Every every Halloween out they come, <laughs> we'll get some more this year. Shouldn't they only wrong the ones <laughs> that wronged them? Mm, I don't think that's how being a vengeful spirit works. I think that's exactly. I think how you just go works. rogue on everyone. Um. I look forward to our Vengeful Spirit Week. We should do a Vengeful Spirit Week. We're going to go back to Tarn videos doing that, aren't we? 50% of them are Vengeful Spirits. Um, are there any one-star reviews for you to tell us about? Uh, there are. Worst movie ever, exclamation mark, times 12. Very harsh. Yeah. 12 exclamation marks. I know, I know, That's right? too much. Uh, five random stories. Not really random. There I was a narrative. Say the opposite. Of that. Was. Yeah, they a lot of people said... Uh, there is no. Uh, it's a film with no narrative. Like, what do is. they want? <laughs> there pretty much is a narrative going through it. Idiots. Oh, fuck um, completely weak. Weak man. Uh, should have been dumped. I don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, probably worst I've ever seen. This. I mean, come on. <laughs> that, <laughs> I mean that review. That review is probably worst I've ever seen. <laughs> And then there was one I wrote down. I just looked on those quickly. And the one that really, it just confused me. So I'm going to say it. Uh, the toothbrush on your candy bag. I have no idea what that means. One star. What? <laughs> well, thank you, that person. For, what was their name? Do we have their name? Does that? <laughs> toothbrush on your candy bag. I'm trying to work bag. out the analogy, but I don't think I can. It must be an American thing. I mean, someone here has just said, I want my hour and 22 minutes back, which flags up. It's... An hour, 22 minutes. Good, it's, it's good length. It's a good, good length. length. Yeah. Yeah. No, Films absolutely. do not need to be fucking three hours long. Nolan, take note. <laughs> Cameron. <laughs> James yeah, Cameron, Cameron. An- Cameron angered me the other day. So I saw some like, headline from him. Like, he's like, enough with the streaming already. Like, fuck off, all right? Not everyone has the money to have, like, every filmmaker has the money to have their film released in the cinema and people go and see it. No. Streaming has been an absolute saviour for fucking most filmmakers. Sorry, James Cameron, with three of the highest ever-grossing films ever in your fucking filmography, you do not have a relevant view on what the rest of the fucking industry should be doing. No. Makes me really fucking angry. And also the comment he made in that is that like people need to get off their asses and go to the cinema. What, to watch, a three, on their ass to again. watch a three and a half hour film? Trim that shit down, Cameron. And I'll need also, to wee at least twice during that. Also, it's Fern Gully, and I don't care what you fucking say. <laughs> I went to go shit to, fern Cully in shit space. I went to go see Avatar. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I went to go see Avatar two. How is it? Two D or three D? Three D IMAX. <laughs> Expensive. Twenty quid a ticket. <laughs> fuck fuck him. <coughs> this know, is right? why streaming happens. And you're not really hurt. <laughs> not 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 the price of popcorn and, and all that on top of it. Oh, oh. is uh, I parked in a uh, a Cambridge car park. <laughs> For fucking three and a half hours. Oh. Four and a half hours. Was that seventeen F- pounds? Fifteen pounds. Fifteen pounds. <laughs> 
<coughs> Fuck you, James Cameron. This exactly. is why I stream things at home. I had a little cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God Gemma doesn't listen to this podcast. How, I haven't told her. <laughs> how much was, how was the film? How was it? Yeah. It was all right. Was it better than the first one? Much the same. <laughs> I don't know. Rather than Fern Gully, it was more Save the Whale kind of thing. I had I I did I never wanted to watch Avatar, but I did because I, I was around my it. parents' house and they you know like when you're around your parents <coughs> and you're stuck there and they're gonna put we'll put on something everyone can watch. That's like, when you oh. watch Knives Out. I took my son. Yeah, but Knives Out wasn't about uh, then when we watched Avatar. So no I, Knives Out. Do you know what, do you know what version of it they had Avatar? The extended cut. There's Fuck an it. extended. There cut. was an extended cut. It was over four hours long. What? I'll what? only take that from Peter Jackson. Do I, yeah. <laughs> the only films I've ever like. One to watch the extended ones are Lord of the Rings. Yeah, exactly. But not, I, but not, yeah, the, no, not the Hobbits. <laughs> no, <laughs> not no, the no, Hobbit. No, the Hobbit. Not the Hobbit. Fuck that. Um, right. Should we have that's a break? It. Should we have a little break before we do the next one? Or? Oh God, yes. Well, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but we should wrap up this one. Yeah, first. we should wrap this. Oh. One. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you haven't uh, guessed, we are recording two episodes at one time because uh, one of us has to take some time off. Uh, because to make some, some dumplings, fetus dumplings, <laughs> make some fetus dumplings. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, this has been the uh, portmanteau anthology episode of Not the Bees. A rare, everyone agrees that every film is good episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 wow. Is, is this yeah. the first? I think. Well, I don't know. Our first. I think we 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 had a few, but I think it's it's no, increasingly we, rare. We've disagreed. <laughs> we've disagreed the least in yeah. this episode. At least I can't wait for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking wait, you people. You fucking wait. <laughs> awesome. be um, I've been your host, Justin. Uh, again, I've been joined by the lovely Ruth. Thanks. And the lovely Boomer. Right. <laughs> and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Yeah.